0: We begin with 1,
1: 2,
2: 3,
0: 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9! Ah, 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 ah. (laughs) yes, good, justifiably spooky intro for our special October edition of
3: Movies for Babies. Do you mean. More like monsters for babies! Do you mean. <laughs> Boothies, gore, rabies? Starring Coffin Lana Ghost, Crustin germy Mouth, and Burn Drooly? Yes, that is what I mean! Bur- Vern, Vern, have you been
2: sitting on that ever since you pitched Goosebumps to us for the October episode?
3: Not ever since, but a very uh a very good deal shortly after. Like a uh, very closely after I pitched it. Yes. Uh, so not not the day I sent you the text, but maybe the day after. Yes. Boovies, gore, rabies. You
0: love it. You love to see it uh this is uh the second in our uh two uh, commitment uh to cover good movies <laughs> for babies uh, the for commitment
2: to quality
0: yes yes um and i actually i i am also going to uh treat you both with a little surprise um as i uh, mm. uh now you won't hear the music side of this because I simply cannot be bothered to figure out how to do that uh mm. but allow me to do my uh weird owl style of parody. Of the Goosebumps TV show theme song. DVD quality uh, that I've ripped from YouTube.com. Uh, y- the
2: song that famously has lyrics.
0: Yeah, uh, well, it's about to. <laughs> oh, this is the time for Goosebumps. <laughs> you know you watch those Goosebumps. <laughs> You know we're watching goosebumps. Here we are, we're talking goosebumps. Goosebumps are in your house. Goosebumps are in your mouth. Goosebumps are in your spouse. R.L. Stein's cucking your mouth. Yeah, you know he's. These
1: cuck- oh. <laughs>
0: R.L. Stein, <laughs> played by Jack Black, R.L. Stein, going in the back. Goosebumps! This is the time for goosebumps. This is time for goosebumps. This is a long version of this song.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's the extended cut.
0: it's the radio edit. So yeah, I did, I did the radio edit, uh, but I did the uh, explicit tag lyrics. So if you went to Walmart and you bought that uh, single, it would say explicit parental advisory. You would not.
3: You would not be able to buy it at Walmart because Walmart does not carry parental advisory uh, albums, yeah. so you'd have to go That's to right. Target or Best Buy. Yeah,
0: as evidenced by my copy of "A Hangover You Don't Deserve" by Bowling for Soup. Uh, the song "A Hole," they just skip that part of the song where they say "A Hole." They just they just left a gap in the song.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, Kevin, you 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 inspired two thoughts in my brain, and and first was none uh, of them good. Was one of them what? I'm sorry.
0: None of them good. Oh, none of them <laughs> none good, None of no. them favorable um, thoughts.
3: One of them, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that it finally happened, where a song parody happened on one of our podcasts that was not done by me. Sure. Uh, but also, I didn't bring this up during the last episode, and I completely forgot. Whenever we decided we were going to start doing this show, I looked so hard for an instrumental version of of the Muppet Babies theme song so that I could do a parody of it as Movies for Babies and do a theme song for the show. And I never ever, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I never found an instrumental version of the Muppet Baby theme song.
2: Surely, sh- surely some, some pervert with a huge amount of time <laughs> managed to either isolate the instrumental or concoct a MIDI that is as yes, good or, as... Or
3: recreate it, yes. Yeah. I, uh, I was not able to find that, but, uh, I'm happy to find out that, uh, the spirit... Intended, pun intended. The spirit of that lives on in Kevin's Goosebumps theme song with lyrics. I would it, it you believe that Listen, I didn't write those lyrics If you're that pervert, and you're a fan down. of the show. Please send us the, the please. Email. Yes, I've been sitting on movies for babies. They're making your dreams come true. <laughs> I've been sitting on that for so long, and we'll uh, we'll have to cover another <laughs> Muppet based movie uh, if that if that comes across our desks.
0: But yes, I. Uh, uh, would you believe I didn't write any of those lyrics down? That was all right off the top of the dome.
3: <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh,
2: my. He, oh you mean you, you mean it was uh, sh- you were
0: shooting from the hip? Yeah, I was. I was firing from the hip, and I was shooting blanks, baby, just like R.L. Stein and your wife. <laughs> oh just... my god! <laughs> just like R.L.
2: <our> <laughs> Stein. Well, I mean, there is a good reason why he's the shocker on Shock Street. <laughs>
3: Does in the in the movie is it? I I can't remember. It's, I know his wife is not there, but did, was that was, like a, was that a lie? Did he never have a wife? Or there, I don't think there. Uh, we'll we'll get into it with the whole
2: daughter thing, but there there is no stated wife.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, there's never an implication, and truly, by the logic of the movie, there need not even be one because yeah. mm-hmm. no. uh, RL Stein
2: is a Volsel. Like that. That is canon.
0: Yes, Uh, he, you know, uh, uh, to quote uh, uh, the famous boxing trainer, Mickey, uh, women weaken legs. And I think the same principle applies to uh, the creation of Goosebumps books.
2: Mm. Right. No, he has he has to hold his seed so he keeps his energy. All the all the
0: passion is stored within uh, the seed, and and or else yes. would not be able to create any of his literary classics, right. like Werewolf of Fever Swamp, Abominable Snowman of Pasadena, Monster yeah. Blood, Monster Blood Two, Monster Blood Three, without uh, his his vow cell his his vow of celibacy that he takes in this film.
3: Yes, his voluntary celibacy. Right. Well, it's a uh, you know he he subscribes to the ideology that David Lynch has, where like. The he I think he says in his book something to the extent of like the art life does not mix with love or something like that uh, to to become the artist that you want to be and to make the art you cannot you cannot have romantic partners in your life or or something like that I'm I'm paraphrasing and that, misattributing c- this quote but uh,
2: considering that Pablo Picasso was not only happily married he also had multiple like mistresses. That never went too badly. I'm gonna call bullshit on yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I'm. A, I'm afraid to uh, bust out uh, my my fact check logometer, uh, but I gotta call bullshit on that one from old D. Lynch. Maybe that's necessary for him. Maybe yes. Yes, in that curious, might be his process. Yeah, maybe that's his process, and he needs to be uh, miserable. I would say, and I'm thinking here, the vast majority of quality creative people. <laughs> been in some form of happy relationship or another oh, when they've course. created some of their great works.
2: And, yeah. and David- I, David, although, although, woe betide the person who finds themselves to be Mr. or Mrs.
3: Lynch. Oh, yeah, baby. I was going, yeah,
2: to- yeah, <laughs> I I was going to- That sounds like a rough go. I was
3: going to say he, he is a married person, but also David Lynch has three houses all in the same neighborhood right next to each other. And, Hell yeah. uh, and he and he sleeps in a separate house than his wife, so, you know. Booyah, rules.
0: I mean, considering, uh, you yeah. know,
3: David Lynch's... I hate to uh, talk about this on our
0: Goosebumps episode, but David Lynch's relationship to his family is very specifically strange and bizarre. I mean, can you imagine being <laughs> David Lynch's kid who was born as the inspiration for Eraserhead? Like, who... To realize that your dad so hated you
2: that he made
0: the most upsetting <laughs> he spent movie seven
2: years. That means seven years of your life making,
0: <laughs> making a, movie. a movie about how much he hated you in the crib, <laughs> about how much he fucking hates you and thinks you're a cow fetus.
3: I don't. I don't think either of you guys have seen the return. Um, and this is minor minor spoilers. Twin Peaks the return. Yeah, Twin Peaks Return. Uh, Minor spoilers, but also uh, uh, a content uh, warning. Uh, There's a sequence in the, in I think episode five of The Return, I'm not sure. But there's a band playing at the roadhouse. And there's someone playing saxophone. uh, And it's Riley Lynch, David Lynch's son. And during that sequence, a sexual assault takes place. And it's like... I don't know, Dad. Maybe don't use my music to score your sexual assault scene in your show. It's just what know. it makes me
0: think of. <laughs> it's where my mind goes when I hear your art, son. Yeah.
3: So uh, I, I I agree that uh, the relationship. Uh, Jennifer Chambers Lynch uh, wrote The Secret Diary of Laura Palmer, the tie-in novelization uh, oh. that came out whenever the show was originally on. And it's the only piece of Twin Peaks media that I have not finished because Jennifer Chambers Lynch does such a good job writing that diary that I feel like I'm reading a little girl's diary and it creeps me the hell out and I could oh, not. Oh no! Think, yeah, could not do it. Oh no! <laughs> wow, big, big
0: ups to Jennifer Chambers Lynch. Big ups. Big ups.
3: Incredible. Like very well written, but because it's very well written, I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't. Mm-hmm.
0: It's uh, art so well constructed like a racer head. It's art yes. so like perfectly constructed to be what it is that I can't go anywhere near it. <laughs> that I can't experience <laughs> it because it it horrifies
3: me. That yeah. uh climax the Gaspar uh I will mispronounce his last name so I won't even try. His Noé. name Noé, uh Gaspar Noé's film climax uh Possession is a great movie. I'll never want to watch it again because it damn near gave me a heart attack. Uh, but yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. uh, great on the artists, but uh, it's not for me because y'all did yeah. so good in doing what you did.
2: Yeah. But, but for me, that movie is beloved.
3: Mm, sure. Makes sense.
2: Man, That's it's good. It's, it's a hard watch.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Fletch. Fletch lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, this is of course uh Movies for Babies a podcast for Welcome me, to Movies uh, for babies. where we where every month we watch a movie meant for babies. Uh this month uh we are talking about the surprisingly very good uh 2015 Goosebumps movie, the first one. I have not yes. seen the sequel Haunted Halloween. But it is one of those sequels where they don't bring back the director or any of the original cast. It is a premise-only sequel. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, the exact same premise. Like, the monsters got out! Again! And, like, no. So they, they actually tried to make the sequel without Jack Black. Like, he was not in it at all. And then they tested the movie, and the audience feedback was, like, what you think we liked about the
2: first one, it was Jack black what a like a, I think at this point, a like pillar of children's cinema, Jack Black's a fucking legend at this point yeah i don't yeah. I don't feel bad
0: like throwing that around like fucking school of rock, tenacious d, an incredible body of work for various ages of people. He oh, yeah. he really is one of the fucking guys, and there have been many pretenders to that throne over the years, and no one has come even close. Dan Fogler, done did try. Dan Fogler, done did not.
3: I did not know that about. Uh, I've not seen Goosebumps two as well. Uh, I've not seen Goosebumps two too. Uh, but I I did not know that that uh he is he exists as reshoots to that movie. Yeah, Uh, he is
0: in, like, one scene, and he is, like, a reshoot, because they're like, fuck, we need to put Jack Black in the trailer. God damn damn it, we need to put Jack Black in the trailer.
2: We uh, gotta get Jack back! Get
0: him out out of a a house with a cock in its balls, or whatever, and and fucking get him over to Goosebumps 2.
3: I never did see that, and I always did because of Jack Black, and I w- I wanted to see it because of him and because of Kyle MacLachlan, uh, another twin. Kyle MacLachlan, and
0: isn't that uh, in that big Kate, big Kate Blanchett?
3: Yes, I believe so. Um, but it, it is never like a movie. I enjoy. Happened. Uh, I'll get more into it at the end of this uh, podcast. This Goosebumps movie is darn near perfect, but there is one grave pun intended mistake that separates it from being perfect, and which made me, like, not interested in seeing a sequel. Not saying this movie is bad, but there's just one thing that they do that keeps it from being, like, a perfect movie.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about, mostly because you and I have discussed it multiple times. I do think there are... I would compare this to Rob Letterman's other... um, uh, prominent directorial work, Detective Pikachu.
1: where Like, they Mere are both
0: really close to greatness. They're yes. really fun. They get a lot of energy out of this, like, property. They they work in big-name celebrities, but in, the, like, a way that feels good and organic. They tell, like, a cohesive story. Also,
2: remember, these are properties that are almost impossible to translate to right. film. Goosebumps yes. is deceptively
0: different, because most Goosebumps books could barely span a 30-minute television episode. So mm. to try and, like, mm-hmm. to try and take The Werewolf of Fever Swamp and make it feature... To try to take Night of the Scarecrow and make it a feature film is is a fool's endeavor. But Rob Letterman, he I don't think he has writing credit on either of his movies, but he, he has these, like, scripts that elegantly try to work these worlds into a feature film. I just think both... Scripts both for Goosebumps and Detective Pikachu just need like one more polish. They're just like so close. Mm -hmm. So like we're not obviously not to that point in this movie, but there's a point at the end of this movie where like the popular couple is like breaking up in the middle of a monster fight, and I'm like, I wish we had had. I wish the first act had been us getting to know the the characters in this school if you're going to set a large part of the climax in the school as, like, they are defending themselves from the monsters. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like, we, I wish what? we didn't meet mm-hmm. them five minutes before they're breaking up. I wish they had been characters in the movie, like a, mm-hmm. a Mean Girls or an Easy A, which, like, spend the movie building these relationships so it can then tear them down.
3: Yes.
2: My problem with the movie, and, like, we'll get into it, is, like, well, this was the first time I'd ever seen Goosebumps. Okay. And I thought it was, it was good. Like, it's fine. Like, it, you know, it's a good kids movie that I'd really enjoy on an airplane.
0: Perfect airplane movie. Um, perfect airplane movie.
2: Yeah. Yes. But this is one of the, like, this is one of those movies that I watch, and I think, and it feels like the story would work better if it didn't have the protagonist in it.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't like, uh, you don't like Zack? You don't like,
2: uh... I don't. I. I don't like one of the multiple, like another one of the generically handsome white actors that they grow in the tube next to Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Rat fuck. I like
0: if I. I. He's not
2: like he's fine. Mm. Like he, he's fine in the role, but he's to me just watching. was like he's just another. He's another Zac Efron knockoff. That like Efron's got charisma. A, a pseudo. A pseudo Channing Tatum that is like. Cool, you're doing it, you're fine. Like, he's not bad in it, Mm -hmm. but I just. All the other characters around him are so, to me, were so much more interesting, and I cared about them so much more than him. The supporting
0: cast, like, starting at Champ and R.L. Stein, and then going down through. Like, the cops and and his aunt,
2: yeah. those are, like... The the mom, the aunt. Like, if they just took, if they relegated him to a supporting character and focused it and focused the movie on Hannah and R.L. Stein, it'd be a much,
3: to me, it would be a much stronger movie. I can see movie. what you're saying. But also, just, like, there's only been one good Billy Peltzer, and that's Billy Peltzer and Gremlins. And mm-hmm. sure. I think like this movie uh, has a lot of similarities to Gremlins. And, yes,
0: it, it it's very. And Gremlins. I think like which is good. That's the right energy to have yes. to adapt. Uh, yes, one
3: of the one of the. And I was thinking I'd end up saying this near the end, but I'll go ahead and say it now. This movie does a very intelligent thing, unlike another movie we previously discussed, where it realizes that the strength in goosebumps is the title of goosebumps and not the characters within goosebumps i mean we still have the abominable snowman of pasadena we still have slappy we still have the giant Mantis, the, the invisible, invisible boy
0: but slappy's a king you dropped your crown king yes your little tiny wooden
3: crown but the the people who made this movie realize that like we all have different we all remember goosebumps but person to person we all have different experiences with goosebumps I'm sure mm-hmm. that I read different Goosebumps books than you two did. Than than anyone else did. There's like a exactly. hundred of them. Of course. And you did. they made the right decision to make this just like an adaptation ad- adaptation of all the Goosebumps books as opposed to Scoob who tried to do like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the dumb thing would have been to have like a big kind of thing where like here you know like a big kind of like avengers style movie like scoob tried doing where here's all these characters but because no one remembers goosebumps super vividly no one remembers who any of these people are you don't have to have read the book about the garden gnomes to appreciate that sequence whereas yes. if you've right. never if you're going into scoob and you've never heard of blue falcon you're going to be very frustrated by why they're frustrated by why they're spending so much time with Blue Falcon.
2: As if we already know who yes, they right. are.
3: They so uh,
0: smartly, in making this movie, do not treat Goosebumps as a sacred text, yes, you know? And I, right. think, I think Detective Pikachu has a similar approach to Pokemon. Uh, I think the Lego movie and the Lego Batman movie have a similar attitude towards their source material. Like, we're not here to dunk yes. on it. We don't think we're better than it. But we're not going to treat these things as if they are sacred, holy cows Mm, that we cannot besmirch. Like, we're going to have fun within the parameters of these ideas, of these properties. This is, if I were, even though, you know, if I, this movie is like a a gentleman's 7 out of 10. Completely solid, Mm -hmm. completely enjoyable. Yeah. I, I have some notes But I have watched this movie a few times now, and I'm never bored. I love, it's so watchable. Oh, yeah. All the, like, supporting performances, Jillian Bell, Jack Black, Amanda Funbuns Lund, like, Ken Marino (laughs) in, like, two scenes. Like, they're all, Timothy Simmons, like, they're all really funny, really charming. The movie is brisk. It's like a hundred minutes. It does not overstay. It's welcome. Oh yeah. If I'm showing people, it, it, it
2: goes it goes by like a breeze. It really is the perfect airport move. Hundred percent.
0: If you're on a flight, like on one of my flights from New York to St. Louis that takes two hours, this would be the perfect thing to put on. Yes. It you'll it'll be over before you know it. And if I was showing people how to adapt properties into uh, uh, studio films. This is probably the movie I'd show them. Yeah, like, it's not. It's not perfect, mm-hmm. but I'm like, here's how you do it. Here's here's what mm-hmm. you got to do. It needs to be a fun movie first yeah. before it is like a reverent goosebumps. Movie.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well like it, it's a very functional. It's a functional movie, and I don't mean that in like a negative way. Like it's. It sets out what it does, and it does it. And it's it's a very efficient movie. It sets everything up, and it pretty much cleans everything up in the end. Right? Yeah. There, there's really It does exactly what it sets out to be, and it gives you exactly what you. And it doesn't do a goosebump book, but it gives you what you. Don't what you think you'd want.
3: From it's a it's book. yes, they they leave a trail of uh, member member berries for you member berries. Where mm. it's just like you can go through and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and and that's part of the fun yeah. of the movie. But also the movie is very fun. Uh, so right. uh yes. yeah, it, it works on it works on very on many different layers uh, and levels. Uh, as Kevin said, like darn near near-perfect adaptation. Also, looking out for my buddy Kevin, Uh, whenever Kevin said, uh, whenever he referred to a woman as Fun Buns, he's making a reference to another podcast, something that that woman's husband says, don't cancel my friend Kevin. He's not. Yes,
0: I, it is, it is, I believe, her Twitter handle. Like, Mm. I didn't, I'm sorry, you're right. I guess out of context, that seems gross. Um, That is Amanda Lund's Twitter handle famed pistol shrimp Amanda Lund yes um yeah she I'm sorry I I thank you for for stepping in
3: I caught the reference but also who listens to this show who has also listened to pistol shrimps radio Uh, I'm sure there's a Venn diagram but I think that Venn diagram is me so yeah
0: if you're not uh (laughs) with Gorley and Rust super fan then maybe you missed the reference yes I was
3: there too. Uh, yes, exactly. Of course. Okay. Uh, shall we uh, I... Shall we dig into some Goosebumps? Do it. Okay, so Let's... one of my favorite things to do uh, with any comedy movie is I pay attention to what the first joke of the movie is and see if that sets a tone for the rest of the movie. Sure. Uh, the first joke of this movie this movie for babies this children's movie is a joke about Guantanamo Bay prison in Cuba (laughs) and it's also opening on
2: a shining yes uh
3: and just Something like that comes up repeatedly. They run this yes. shining reference throughout the movie.
2: Oh, yeah, no, it's a running gag. Uh and it's
3: uh and it's uh perfect. Both.
2: Holy shit, right down to the freezing. I never realized mm-hmm. that.
3: But... Yeah, it's it, both of them are perfect. Uh it uh it sets a tone for like this is a kids movie but also like the adults can have fun at it too. The dumb kids won't realize right. uh, that the first joke in it is a reference to one of the worst atrocities ever committed by the United States government. And to uh to to That day, we're still committing. That we're still committing. Uh, 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 and I think, I uh, think nope. most kids are
0: tangentially aware of Guantanamo Bay bad, or at least Guantanamo Bay sad, by, but they don't yeah, know.
2: But but by, by 2015, right. yes. The kids,
0: you know, when they're watching Fortnite streams and ninjas talking about <laughs> the atrocities of Guantanamo Guantanamo Bay. Kids are hip today. Kids are kids are in the know.
2: Right.
3: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and they rightfully, you know, they leave it at that. They don't have, like, Lindy England come through and point at a monster who's been chained up or something. Uh, but uh, I just, I really... Slappy's not wearing a yeah, hood. Yeah, I, I, I just... I remember whenever I saw this movie in theaters, because I did see this in theaters, being pleasantly surprised. Because I was just going to be like, I want to see something spooky. It's October. And I was... When the Guantanamo Bay joke came up, I was like, "Oh, well, hold up. This, there might be more to this movie than just, it's spooky. Um, but yeah, so uh, it, we follow a, a mom and a son, Zach, and I cannot recall the mom's name. Mom! And they're moving to...
2: Mom. It's Gale, mom. Yeah, they're moving for the to, record. Uh, but it's
0: like... It, the The character does not have a real name. Her name is Amy Ryan. The actors' name. like her, like the, when you're referring to this character, you don't go Gale, you go Amy Ryan. You know what I mean?
3: Of course, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like, yeah, Gone um, Baby
0: Gone herself, uh, Amy Ryan.
3: <laughs> uh, but the uh, the mom and son they're uh, they're moving to Madison, Delaware, from uh, from New York, uh, and they move in. ...to a neighborhood next to a creepy house. Uh, And that's where... ...shortly after moving into that creepy house... ...or next door to that creepy house... ...Zach meets a literal girl next door... uh, ...Hannah. And Hannah's creepy dad... uh, ...Jack Black. Joe Joe Biden. Biden, Yes. Um, (laughs) This happens... ...later on, but... uh, ...what I really appreciate about this movie is though it's a kid's movie, it does not try to... It doesn't talk down to children. There's some very adult Ooh. themes in this movie. Sure. Uh, there's a sequence, we'll get there, where, like, the main character of this movie thinks his love interest is being beaten by her father. Like, that happens in this kid's yeah. movie. It's yeah, real uh, uh, Book of Henry shit, but
0: instead of planning yeah. an assassination, uh Zach decides to call the police. <laughs>
3: Yes, uh, and like you are as unhelpful as, well, as
0: you might
1: expect
3: them to be. I uh, no th- no, th- no. Goosebumps is a cat. I think so. You preferred. know, I I smiled so big watching this movie this time because a movies for Baby staple. Uh, it's a chance for us to shit on cops, but also <laughs> in this movie they are literal bad cops. They are bad at they what they do. <laughs>
2: but they're
3: very. They are bad. They're very funny. We don't. But... We don't.
2: Yeah, true, true to form. True to form, they come to a, a domestic dispute prepared. To yes. shoot. Uh, they come prepared to shoot, but they
0: ask the purported abuser, "Like, did you abuse anyone?" And he's like, "No." And they're like,
3: "Sounds good to me. See you, sir." <laughs>
2: <laughs> we don't
3: plan for this on movies for babies. Good night, Mister Shivers. But, like, we don't plan for this on this show. It but just keeps happening. Comes I don't I don't think all the I don't time. think
0: Fantastic Mr. Fox has a lot of cops. So I think I think we might have a light November
3: <laughs> as far as It will happen <laughs> it will happen again in December if we stick to the the plan. It mm-hmm. will happen again in December. Uh but as far as I know, it does not happen uh in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Could be wrong. I'm I mean, it doesn't matter, like you know, we could be <laughs> we could have watched 90 minutes of white noise and we'd still have something to say about the cops. But, uh...
2: White noise sounds like the police. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. Precisely. <That> was good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, of course, keeping the joke alive, if we were to watch 90 minutes of a black screen, we would say, and then a police officer started punching my TV. You know, like, we would we would find it no matter what. Oh, no matter what. Holy um... So, speaking of unpacking, they, uh, they they unpack while they're moving, <laughs> and they find a picture of Zach's dad, and they reveal that Zach's father has passed away. Uh, that is important mm-hmm. for later on in the movie, and my big criticism of the movie.
0: I, but, I would, yeah. and I've seen nothing to the contrary, I think this movie, probably in one draft, had a different ending. Because... It seems oh, as absolutely. if they are perfectly building up to Zach and RL. No, I was gonna say that Zach, that like, no, they fill the void left by Hannah with each other. It seems uh. like we are exactly building up to. Zach and RL Stein become friends. He's kind of a surrogate father, but he's really just like a friend. Yeah,
2: yeah, a found a found. It really family. seems like
0: okay, that's what we're building up to. And and with the, yeah. it's the same thing with my missing father thing in like ET. I'm like, what is ET supposed to be his dad? What is the theme?
2: And so like, it. it sorry, <laughs> uh, but but no, that's just no no. When we inevitably do a St- a um, Steven Spielberg movie. We'll get into that. Sure. Let's do Tintin. Uh, okay, hell yeah. Tintin Tintin
0: fucking <laughs> slaps. Uh, but but anyway. The the, uh, the, the third
2: um, best Indiana Jones movie.
0: <laughs> I you know what? I'm gonna I'm i am I'ma sit right here on this podcast. First best Wow-ee. Indiana Jones movie. Tintin rules. Uh but anyway, it seems like yeah, the we'll movie is it. building towards one that conclusion. Makes right? sense. And uh, to compare it again to Rob Letterman's Detective Pikachu, the missing dad thing is the resolution of Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. and this movie seems like it is also building up to that, and then just doesn't. Yeah, and that no, feels like, like yeah, a yeah. Well,
2: like I thought the movie when they first. Well, well, I thought this movie. Well, actually, no. I'll talk about this when we get to the twist. We'll get but... there. We'll get
3: there. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, it's a typical like. Uh, Zach is your, t- you know, he's moved into a new place. Uh, we can discover this world with him. He moves in. Uh, he's it's his first day of school, but turns out his mom is the principal of the school, uh, and he's very em- vice vice principal. principal. Um, he's very embarrassed by that, but also nothing really comes of it. But it's fine. It's 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 fine. Um, uh, highlight of this sequence where we we yes we meet the the sidekick in this movie and uh, of the movie during the sequence but i mean really the the highlight here is Ken Marino as the gym teacher. Uh i i will sign up for anything Ken Marino's in just makes my day anytime i see Ken Marino.
0: He's I- one of the funniest most dependable dudes out there.
3: Absolutely. He
0: will get a laugh out of whatever he's in yes. fucking party down as 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 Ron Donald is one of the finest performances. On a television show. Like, it really is exceptional. He's always... I just wish there were more. Yes. He only gets, like, one or two occasions to be funny. I i just want more of him. I, I don't know mm. what to tell you.
3: Very, very funny, very gifted comedic performer. Just big Ken Marino stand over here.
0: Absolutely. And this is also... We are also, at this point, introduced to Lorraine. Uh, oh, yes. Played by... Uh, Jillian Bell, and this is when Jillian Bell is on a fucking run, y'all. This is this is Jillian Bell. Like, workaholics is starting to gain like un like popularity, and she's a big supporting character on that show. And then she's fucking twenty two Jump Street, and then it's off to the races, baby. Yeah, she's, then she, mm-hmm. she's hilarious. Goosebumps the night she's before.
3: The, uh... She's the best. She's so fucking funny yes very very funny she's the aunt just
2: the just, just the thirsty aunt. yes and you know it's an archetype we love to see and she genuinely she fills it out perfectly she just
3: does that to a teeth. absolutely nails it absolutely. she uh she sells uh she's making she does bedazzled yeah, like rhinestoned. uh she gives zach a rhinestone to new york yankees hat uh great. It's uh it's great. Um she's very, very, very funny
2: she though. she she bedazzles her parking spot. Just just <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, it's all good. Jillian Bell, uh a weapon when she hits the fucking werewolf with her car, uh her like little relationship with R.L. Stein. It's all good. Yes. It's all very good. Absolutely. Uh and it's in the bedazzled New York Yankees cap that our hero Zach meets uh the love interest. One of my uh a frankly bizarre trope that appears over and over again where the new boy in town finds himself next door to a pretty girl of appropriate age and they just start like relentlessly
2: flirting. Yeah. Like it's the, No it, no it's the Peter Parker phenomena.
0: It's a Peter Parker, but like the way, way back that I watched this summer, like, mm. has this this same trope. It appears over and over and over yeah. again. As well, no. As Vern
2: says, it's the girl next door, yes. right?
0: Sure, the girl next door, starring uh, Elijah Cuthbert as a Playboy Bunny. We all remember this movie with Emil Hirsch. We all remember and it. Paul Dano, right? I think so. Paul Dano. I think um, he's like the creepy friend.
3: Yes. Yeah. It was uh. Seeing, Sorry, seeing Everly. movies like this as a young kid, were like the main character. Uh, fell in love with a girl next door always just like as a young kid just like really upset me because like i lived in a town with no children whatsoever (laughs) and and so like all my friends were uh, friends i made at school which was another town over and uh out of here like they fell in love with the girl next door and i'm like must be fucking nice uh I, i mean i'm married so it all worked out but uh yeah uh, yeah, they they start relentlessly flirting with each other. Jack Black, uh, who's later on he's he's living under a a pseudonym or a fake name, but later on in the movie it's revealed that he's R.L. Stein. He does yeah, Mister Shivers. Mister Shivers. He does <laughs> not does not approve of this burgeoning relationship between Zach and Hannah, uh, and really like makes it known how much he does not approve of it. To a degree that he is legitimately scary. And as I say, like later on, it's, like Yeah. The main character well, it,
2: it, it, Go ahead. It it's such a nice well, like Jack Black is a very good heel, but he's so charming that he does isn't really allowed to play it very much. Yeah. yeah.
3: So when he does do it, it's always very surprising. He, uh I and I it was it happened this time whenever I watched this movie. He looks so much like someone else I know, or like in media, as R.L. Stein, but I don't know who it is, and it was bothering me like crazy. I don't know if you guys had any kind of feeling like that whatsoever, but he, as Jack Black, as R.L. Stein, looks like someone, but I don't know who leave a comment like comment subscribe if you know who, who jack black looks like <laughs> leave a leave a five-star
0: <laughs> itunes review yeah. and tell us who uh jack black as our all reminds yes. you
3: yes uh might be my friend caleb but i don't know but anyway
0: um <laughs> 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 but he's very good it's yes like...
2: yes our listeners will of course recognize Vern's <laughs> friend <Caleb. laughs>
0: Uh, Vern is, of course, referring to uh, Caleb Landry Jones from (laughs) Get Out and X-Men First Class. Um, Yeah, Uh, but it's good. And uh, Jack Black is walking this wonderful line of being very animated, very vibrant, but he doesn't obliterate the movie around him. It's just this Mm -hmm. great thing that Jack Black is almost uniquely adept at. Of being broad, but not destroying the reality of what you're occupying.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. I, good point. I never I never realized that. But yeah, he's this movie needs like colorful characters, and he is one. But he does not. He does not break the movie by being so aggressively him.
0: And he feels it doesn't feel like. I mean to call back to another movies for babies or uh, uh, one of the progenitors, Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Like when Jim Carrey rolls into that movie, mm. you are completely oh, yeah. ripped with both hands out of the movie because it's just Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey shtick. The Jack Black is doing Jack Black stuff, but he is a character. Like this is not yeah. what Jack Black always does. He he's dialed in to this character who happens to be very silly and very funny like all the other supporting characters.
3: Jack Black been. would have been a very good Dr. Robotnik. Agree a hundred percent.
2: Now I'm angry. He made me angry about what could have like, been. Like, the yeah. more I
3: think about it, like, he's, he's perfect. Why didn't they? I, I mean, I know why they didn't, because Jim Carrey's a bigger box office draw uh, for some reason. But uh, Jack Black would have been perfect. Is he, though...
0: I mean, I guess overall, like if you take his entire career span into account, like Jim Carrey is a much more bankable yeah. star. But in the year of our Lord twenty twenty, is Jim Jim Carrey well had been well like
2: since Yes Man had I mean, been. Oh, I mean, look at who's look at who's doing SNL cameos and look at who's doing Let's Plays with, with their son.
0: And guess who's doing a better job at what they're yeah, doing?
2: I'm right? not. I'm not saying that <laughs> okay, one's doing better. Okay. I'm saying in terms of. Like general public consciousness, sure. But also, there's uh, an there, there there's an. Imbalance. But also, and
3: granted, is be, is due to circumstances beyond anyone's control. But Sonic the Hedgehog is the highest grossing movie of 2020, <laughs> like as God intended. As God intended, uh, that was it. Was a movie that was not supposed to come out, and because it came out, it broke the world um but uh yeah jack black should have been he he sonic brought the plague from his dimension Abs- into our
0: yes. world.
2: Uh,
0: what... yeah it was a uh, we i call covid the long claw disease and her death uh <laughs> <laughs> sent it out into the world
3: turns out covid actually comes from the spores of that mushroom land that jim carrey is in at the end of sonic the hedgehog Man. it's the craziest thing Guys,
2: guys, I've got a terrible condition. It's called Ringworm.
3: (laughs) I mean, to be fair, the world has been plunged into chaos. Ah. In our Skype chat that is still named after Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, blue hell. I will never change it. (laughs) This is uh I didn't realize how strong this beer was, so uh this episode's gonna be way different.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> I like no, this is this is the right zone. This is, this yeah. is the right energy.
2: Uh, we're we're in the right headspace to talk about goosebumps. Yeah, it's all worked goosebumps. out. So so we get to school and we get my favorite character, uh perhaps Trump. the most wholesome pickup artist ever put to cinema.
3: <laughs> and also just Champ? the biggest nerdlinger. He's biggest dork. He steps up and he's wearing a green shirt that has two Mickey Mouse fingers pointing up at his face <gasps> and says, this is the cool kid. Is, or whatever it no,
2: is. No, I, I wrote it down. It's, it's two thumbs pointing to him with the words, this kid is That's cool, right, yes. And I want that shirt <laughs> now.
3: <laughs> yeah. Because,
2: um, oh God, I would have worn... That I was deep into graphic (laughs) tees in at that age, where to the point that it would annoy some of the girls in my classes.
0: Of course. Hell yeah, man.
2: Where they would say, Justin, you keep wearing a shirt that that shirt that says, This is my video gaming (laughs) shirt. (laughs) (laughs) This is the third time you've
3: worn it this (laughs) week. Stop (laughs) it. But to be fair, it was your video gaming shirt, and that's what you're doing a lot of.
2: It, it was my video. I was gaming in those days.
0: <laughs> but this is uh, now. Now y'all are talking about my boy Ryan Lee uh, as champ, and Ryan Lee is one of those dependable ass kid actors. He's one of the kids in Super Eight. Um, oh he's yeah. On, he's on mm-hmm. an episode of Community as part of Senior Chang's child army. Uh, he's on an episode of, like, Breaking Bad. Like, anytime you need a dorky-looking kid, you got this kid. He's in fucking This Is Forty. He's in, like, he, he will show up on any of these things. He was one of the kids on the, uh, short-lived but very good sitcom Trophy Wife. Uh, he was one of the kids on that. He's just a dependable mm-hmm. utility player when you need a dorky-looking kid. And he walks the... I'm the comic relief member of the cast line in this movie about as well as I've ever seen it walked. That, like, Mm -hmm. he's funny, he's charming, it's not overwhelming, it's not too much. He has a lot of those, what I'm going to call, mom laughers, where if you're seeing this movie in the theater and, like, he makes, like, a no homo joke, or he's like...
2: No, no, that's the thing. It wasn't no homo. That's why I love Champ. He's a gay for play kid. He's the hey Zach, wouldn't it be a? wouldn't it be weird if we kissed for attention? <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be crazy? Do you think that'd get girls to like me if I kissed you, Zach, now?
0: Sure. But he, you know, he's he's taking selfies with RL Stein. His phone gets thrown out of the car and he like goes like, oh,
2: like it's a yeah. mom laugher. And he's he, he's the ideal Shaggy Rogers. Hmm. I
0: think. You know, fuck Drake Bell. He's the ideal live-action Timmy Turner. Yeah. Oh, damn. He's got the, <laughs> like if I was recasting in and, and oh this movie. Oh god. yeah In this movie, he has the teeth for it. He's got the teeth for it. He's, and I don't. Oh, I don't. Man. I
3: don't he, mean he that. is a
2: teeth-forward lad. He's those teeth are
0: one of the best gifts you can have as a child actor. Are those Are right? those
3: not uh, fake? Are those real teeth? Oh, Every no, movie
0: no. I've seen him in, he's had.
2: Big, prominent.
0: Characters. Oh my goodness!
2: Those are the teeth of a future gifted character
3: actor. Okay, I thought those right. were uh, those were gimmicks. Uh, no, oh no he's, those
2: are he's all had those natural, baby. Uh,
0: and if you look at like his IMDb picture, it looks like he's really like growing into his own face. Yeah, um, but. Boy, those chompers are a fucking gift. If you're trying oh. to be a child actor, you can they're, ask for almost oh, nothing man. better than those fucking it,
2: teeth. They, 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 it gives him a look,
0: and you it's know? great
3: for the screenwriter of Goosebumps because then you don't have to write in the line like about him wetting his pants. You know, like you, you kind of the audience takes it for like, of course he does. You know what I mean? Like you just yes. look at that kid, and you can tell that he he's a bedwetter. You don't need a screenwriter to write that line in. To sell.
2: That's the exact energy. He yeah, brings.
3: it's uh, it all works right. out. He's uh,
2: he wears a full suit and sneakers
3: for the majority of yes. the film. <laughs> rules, 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 rules. Yeah. Uh, we stand for champ. Yeah, champ. We love champ. Champ's great. He's a total nerdlinger, but he's great. Uh, also, with the best backstory I've heard for
2: a supporting character in a very long time. I cannot recall it. What was it? Oh, his parents are both low-scoring Olympians. Like, they're both bronze medal. Oh, that's right.
3: Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes.
2: <laughs> so they named him Champion.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's perfect. That they are both bronze medal
3: Olympians. That's beautiful. And then later on that's in the movie, uh, he gets called Chump by someone who does not under... Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Uh, by the hot yes. babe. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, uh. glad that's not any other version of this movie. The hot babe is the girl that they end up going on the adventure with, mm. right? Like this, this hot school babe is the is the third, but they smartly go a completely different direction with it with Hannah, who um, looks like Mila Kunis stepped out
3: of a fucking time machine. I'm not you know trying to be uh, offensive or whatever, but she's like. She looks like a normal person. She does not look like a movie star. You know what I mean? She, she's
0: she's very pretty. Yes. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, y'all know Rebecca Hall. Um, and in every movie Rebecca Hall is in, she's always cast as like the second hottest woman. And you're like, oh, she looks like a normal person by movie standards. But I've met Rebecca Hall in real life. And you're like... Jesus Christ! This is the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. It's just one of those
2: weird movie things where our expectations are. Just I, no, I, I, I know. I keep going on. it. She's the girl next door. She's a normal-looking girl that the chemically perfect male lead can fall in love with.
0: Yeah. Now, of course, I listen listeners would throw rocks at me if i didn't mention it the chemically perfect male lead is indeed jack shepard's son from the alternate timeline on lost it's just i think i think it would be wrong of me to not mention it even once
3: no i'm into it i'm sorry i uh i i I got curious because i have terrible i have a terrible time like i'll know actors names and i'll know actors faces but i cannot place them together uh and i had to look up uh rebecca hall I, for a second, I thought she was uh, in the Halloween sequel, the most recent one, but... Different actress, not Rebecca Hall, but yeah, also... Yeah, uh,
0: Rebecca Hall, mm-hmm. um, the brunette from The Prestige.
2: Um, she was in the uh, Wonder Woman movie. Like, like the other the, the 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 good one. Oh, Professor Marston and the Wonder and Woman. And the Wonder <laughs> Woman, <laughs> yes. Um,
0: I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's a murderer who plays Wonder Woman, not... <laughs> Not Rebecca Hall. Uh, yeah, but you're right. She's, uh, I mean, she's she's in, she's in everything. She works. She's in Iron Man 3. She books. She works. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, that was uh, my weekly play- praise for actor Rebecca Hall. Uh, a,
3: a, a, becoming a staple of movies for babies. Uh, Kevin gushing over a lesser known character actress from a movie. Uh, last time it was, I <laughs> uh, uh, cannot remember her name, from Blazing Madeline Kahn uh yeah madeline khan madeline Kahn.
0: khan uh you know y'all i just rewatched watched clue
3: uh,
0: <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and campaign for clue for next october
3: uh um, it was in the pitch if fuck
2: it next summer it like it's an all-season
3: movie it was i agree with you. it was pitched for october that and uh curse of the were were rabbit uh
0: i uh just
3: rewatched clue
0: still fucking rips absolutely dude. still 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 madeline Kahn, and you have leslie ann warren as miss scarlet and you just have like this killer lineup of character actors uh michael mckean tim
2: curry that movie still rules rules yes. Rule. martin Mul. but martin yeah. is in it. so at this point in goosebumps after like we meet the Kids, that's th- is this when the d- the domestic abuse scene happens, happens, or does the Ferris wheel scene happen? The Ferris wheel first? happens
3: first. Uh Hannah and Zach go on a date on a Ferris wheel. Uh, You know, getting to know you, like typical, like first date in a movie. Really, yeah, uh, it's a real John yeah, Green. You, 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 you ass go to your first classic
2: date. derelict yes. uh, amusement. Uh, and
3: actually, you know, very lovely, very it was, it was oh, yeah, very nice. uh, charming, very nice to watch it. Gave me some feelies. Soft Christmas yeah. lights. Um, it was after that where uh, they come home. Jack Black discovers that his daughter's been out. Uh, and there's a scene where in this movie, like, the main character... And it, I mean, it appears this way to the audience. It appears to the main character as well that, like, Hannah's getting beaten by her father. Uh, And it's really, like, heavy for a movie like this. It's really heavy for any movie. But it's heavy for a movie uh based off a scholastic book property. Uh and uh he calls the police. The movies for babies gang rejoices because there are actual literal bad cops that appear in this movie. Uh and very, very funny bad cops, you know. Yeah. Uh Veep's They're rooting and ready for some shoot. One of them yeah. they don't make a pedophile joke, but a pedophile joke is made in the movie. <laughs> They Zach's like, What about the screams? And turns out R. L. Stein's been watching, quote unquote, he's quote unquote, he's been watching a horror movie. And he says, Is there something wrong with being an audiophile? And then Amanda Lund grabs a her butterfly. gun and says, A what? <laughs> that,
2: a well, no, no, that's Jeffrey Epstein's classic defense. Oh though, gotcha. Is, they got it. They they wrote it down. Oh right.
0: gotcha. Uh, that that joke fucking cracked me up dude i don't know what
2: oh
3: that was su- no that was it's a, a great joke bit. but in this movie for babies there is a <laughs> reference to pedophilia <laughs> that is almost greeted with a cop shooting it's
2: well no no it's no, it, it, it's one of those uh brainy jokes you leave for the parents
3: yes yeah, it's a way homer it's, yes uh, absolutely oh she meant pedophile but it's it's uh very heavy for this it's it, this movie is bold. This is a bold oh. movie, uh, oh, and it's it's jokes fuck. about pedophilia, and it's references Woo! to domestic abuse. Uh, it's it takes chances. This movie, uh, but it, all those chances pay off. Uh, so yeah, Goosebumps walked, so
0: Book of Henry could run. Yes. Yeah.
3: Uh, so. Because the cops are inept and incompetent, and also because the police in this movie are bad, uh, Zach calls a nerd from the—he calls Champ—to uh, help save Hannah. They plan a uh, like a a break in. They're going to break into R.L. Stein's house. Uh, Hannah, or excuse me. Zach poses as the police, calls R.L. Stein, and says they need him for further questioning. So uh, R.L. Stein will get out of the house. Uh, he calls Champ to be a lookout, and he goes to break in the house to see how Hannah is doing. Um, and he finds uh, a bookcase full of locked books. Uh, he opens one, and the abominable snowman of Pasadena breaks free. These books are enchanted. The books are... They, the books in this movie serve as Pokeballs. Uh, maybe why maybe why Rob Letterman got a chance to direct Detective Pikachu after this
1: mm. but the the
3: books hold the monsters turns out the stuff that Arlstein uh, has stranger than fiction disease and <laughs>
0: right, the stuff that he writes becomes real yes um right
3: uh, the stuff that he writes becomes real i don't think
0: but it's interesting that like none of the very memorable child characters come roaring out of these books you know what I mean? Like it's just the monsters. Yes. None of the the litany of well-developed, uh, well developed uh No, human no, characters. that well,
2: he says that's what he cares about. That's what right. he created to cope with. It was no, really no, no, the no. monsters am, who helped him cope with his loneliness. Not it the is, kids.
0: It is perfect logic for what we're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it is I need nothing more than that. You have established the rules, the movie follows them all the way through, the monsters get out of the books if you open the book. It's a great done. That's all I need.
3: It's a movie that like does not really hold up under any sort of scrutiny, but also it doesn't need to. If you're scrutinizing this movie, you're watching it wrong. It's not about the right. logic, it's about the adventure.
0: It holds up to its own internal logic, which yes. is all I would ask a movie, like, like does that make any sense? I, no, like, fuck you, it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. No. That, like, the Goosebumps says, monster's in book, you open book, monster get out, you can put monster back in book um how does this happen i don't know are all signs really good at writing monsters so they became real and that is the movie's explanation for it and i require they groundhog day it right where it's like why does this happen i don't know just does it's mm-hmm. it. Ha- this is the way well, it is it's,
2: it's technically from the blob the magic typewriter is from the blob that ate everyone
3: oh really Gotcha.
2: Yeah, because it's about a kid who starts writing a story about a blob that eats everyone and it comes to life stranger than fiction You style. know,
3: I, I I wanted to say um, this is something I've been sitting on for a long time uh, and it just so happened to come up here. Like, uh, People need to realize that there is a difference between plot and story and <laughs> people will look at something like this or they'll look at I don't know. For example, Bruce Wayne showing back up in Gotham after being trapped in a prison in Dark Knight Rises. And they'll look at that and they're like, this plot sucks. And it's like, no. it's The story does not require the logic for how everything happened. The story requires that Bruce Wayne shows back up. The story requires the monsters get loose from the books. Just have fun with it. But people will, like, rag on, like, these little perceived, like, inconsistencies or these perceived, like, wrongs that the movie commits. And it's like, the movie is not about that. Now, if Goosebumps were based on a true story, and in real life, in Madison, Delaware, a bunch of monsters broke free, and it circumvented that and was trying to do something else with this movie, then maybe you have a chance to be like, ah, well, this doesn't make sense, but... It's a fucking Goosebumps movie, and it's a movie for kids. Like, it doesn't matter. And uh, I get really frustrated.
2: Thankfully, the uh, Cinnamon Sins episode is only about 15 minutes long. Yeah, it's... (sighs) It's...
0: We... It's...
2: I mean, I cannot get
0: out my axe to grind this out, but we... When we talk about movies, we focus too much on plot yes and people mm-hmm. ignore that like story is a separate identity yes. so like one of the most common complaints i see and i need to just like log off the internet but one of the most common complaints i see is like you know uh black widow is like a super trained spy why would she make this mistake and i'm like because people make mistakes and like that's part of what the fucking movie is about is that like people make mistakes and they need to make up for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people are, it's, it's the the story story is where plot meets theme and we completely, you know, we were talking about it pre-record but like so many plot holes in the last Jedi are caked over if you start looking at it from a story perspective instead of a plot perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, that like the story we're telling is about like fallen idols and and redeeming yourself after a grave mm-hmm. mistake or, or finding I, I mean, your own power. Yes, and and the it all lines up on a story level. But we, the only way and Cinemasins is a big part of this, and even places I like, like Red Letter Media, are a big factor of this. That like we only look at plot. When a movie is so... I mean, the plot should make sense. But a movie is also much more than its plot. Like, it's not the only metric by which we can judge the validity Mm -hmm. of a story.
3: And also, like, people need to realize, like, logic... There's... A movie can follow a logic, but it's not... There's different types of logic a movie can follow. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that I really enjoy... That get ragged on, but like, and they will say like, "Oh, that doesn't make sense." But the thing is, those things follow an emotional logic. There are things that, like, yes, if you break it down in a physical sense, that does not make sense at all. But emotionally, this makes sense, and emotion emotionally this right. tracks, and absolutely, and it's it's just it's it's different flavors. One is Coke, one is Pepsi, one is Sprite, one is Mountain Dew. It's not saying that Mountain Dew is a terrible drink. I mean it is, but it's not saying like, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like people need to realize, okay, this movie is this flavor. It's not that this flavor is bad. This flavor is done well. It's just not a flavor that I like drinking. Uh mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, this this goose there's little things like that like in in this movie. Also, it's a movie for kids. It does not matter. But also, like, this movie follows its logic to a T. And that's all exactly. that's all you should ask for in a movie. One of the few things you should ask for in a movie.
0: The like the the quibble you could come up with, and there's only like one that springs to mind. Is like, why doesn't R.L. Stein just not write? hannah into his big capture all the monsters book like why doesn't he write just literally everyone but hannah but Mm -hmm. the the movie says like it's got to be all the monsters or none of the monsters Mm. and it until a certain until the last like 30 seconds it sticks to that idea um and and they they tell me these are the stakes, and this is what needs to happen, and for the most part, they stick to that. But, and that is good popcorn
3: movie storytelling. But thought. also, that last 30 seconds is a wink to the audience. It's not like... That 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 last 30 seconds of the movie is more like... it's That's your dessert. You know what I mean? It's not there to... Mm-hmm. At a certain point... When the when everything is resolved in the movie, things should be resolved in your brain. You know what I mean? It's just there for fun. Jesus. Like, come on. Uh anyway, uh, I've been sitting on that for a long time, and it didn't work for a cavern, so I'm happy I could bust it out in this. Um, <laughs> so uh yeah, they 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 let the Abominable Snowman of Pasadena out. It goes logically, it goes to the ice rink because it's cold there. And Check's out. they uh they try to trap him in the in the book, they fail, but R.L. Stein succeeds. R.L. Stein has followed them there, uh, and this is where we learn that Mister Shivers is actually R.L. Stein. That uh, these books, as I said, they serve as Pokeballs. Blah 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 blah. Uh, they get—is it while they're out driving, or whenever they get back to their house, they that re- they realize all the other books have been opened. Uh, that's when
2: they start driving okay. because. Because they have to leap because um, they accidentally let the uh, abominable snowman of Pasadena out, and they have to go find mm. him. And then Slappy gets himself out.
3: It doesn't. Yeah, it, it, he is Slappy the ventriloquist, the ventriloquist doll. He just yeah. kind of
2: doesn't.
0: Um, doesn't the abominable snowman knock over some books on on his way out? Do I remember mm. that incorrectly? That, that, no, that probably happened. He doesn't
2: like they oh. take some books out, but they put them on the desk, and then there's an. an then there's just the book, just sitting there and then it clicks open and that's oh, gotcha. to show that Slappy got himself
3: out somehow. But also he's a clever guy. But also it yeah. doesn't matter. It's uh also Slappy is voiced by Jack Black. So which I that's that's something I wish
2: happened. I don't know, more. I'm a huge sucker for double and triple casting. Same. <laughs> Um, I think it's just—I I, I, I don't know. It's—I think it's just such a fucking cool trick. Oh, yeah, <sighs> bless me. you. To see to see one actor, you know, be multiple things in one movie. Absolutely. And if it's thematically resonant, it's even better. Yeah.
0: Uh, sure. Be- you got the and yeah, it makes like quote unquote logical sense because he is a ventriloquist dummy, so he would potentially like his voice would come from the operator Jack black's. so having yeah. Jack, exactly so having Jack black do it I think it's it's beautiful I don't know who yeah. else you would you would do it's perfect and then
3: also you can just follow that thing where like with slappy having Jack black's voice that is the creation of Jack black that is closest to Jack black so it would be working exactly on this. it's
2: an extension so event. like a direct extension so of so
3: it. it would have I mean it's the ringleader of all the other monsters it would it would know. It, you could just mm-hmm. wager that, like, it would know how to get out of the book or something. You know, which is, like... Also, it's a movie for kids. Who cares? It's a spooky movie. Just enjoy the spooky movie. Uh, Slappy sets all the other monster books free, and uh, he performs a... Uh, he, he burns them. Uh, it's uh Hell, yeah.
0: In the Hellblazer or whatever, like... <laughs> uh, hell charger, Sure. Whatever, like, the name of the, the hell car is. That rules. He's got, like... oh yeah it's it's got a license
3: plate that says haunted on it it's uh, good. christine but not christine it's uh this you know it's the goosebumps christine
0: one of the many ways rl stein would resent that comparison you bastard it's yeah no it's geraldine (laughs) uh it's chris it's a boy car um but yeah it um uh yeah good good shit Uh, He sets all the monsters loose, and it's like, bada-bing, bada-boom, here we go. Here's the movie, baby. It's
3: Geraldine. All all the
2: basic monster archetypes. Slappy is
3: riding around on Flip Wilson's back, because it's not Christine, it's Geraldine. That's a joke for me. Uh, One of the monsters that gets released (laughs) is uh, a bunch of garden gnomes. And they, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, these the guys are the killer lawn yes. rooms. Yes, and they, they, Gulliver's travel, Jack Black for a second time, uh, hey, also uh, a wait, Rob, Rob Letterman, Letterman joint. Deep direct. Deep.
0: Yeah, exactly, a Rob Letterman joint, which almost makes me want to check out. Gulliver's Travels. Like, I'm like, is this movie secretly dope? And I just haven't known this whole time.
2: I I heard bad I read, like, bad reviews of it when it came out. I did too, but people have been wrong fucking before.
0: (laughs)
3: There are, uh, there are two things I know about Gulliver's Travels. That movie with Jack Black. The first is that it's starring Jack Black. The second is that there were two seasons of Survivor in a row where there was a reward challenge themed around a movie that was coming out, and the reward for that challenge, if you won, was you got to watch that movie. And the first... (laughs) The first of those two was (laughs) Gulliver's Travels. And oh,
2: apples. my God. And the challenge. Just, just, just give yourself trench foot at that point. Just <laughs> oh, fall in a tiger pit. Well, You'll be better. Then you can just go home. Well,
0: I've been pooping in my own hands and getting fucked over by some guy named Rob for <laughs> three months. But thank God I get <laughs> Oh, to no, see I Colors.
2: ate a salamander, and I'm sick. Colors, Let me leave. I got it. Well,
3: the meat. I'll, we'll get to that, but real quick, the, the challenge for the Gulliver's travel uh, Gulliver's Travels Challenge was the tribe had to carry a giant Jack Black through an obstacle course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so good! It's themed.
3: But you, you guys were doing a bit. This is a real thing. The next... <laughs>
2: no, no, I believe... No, no. Th- I take it back. That is so no. good.
3: That, that's, that's fucking. That is a real TV. thing, but you guys were just doing a different bit. And this, that bit you were doing is a real thing. The next season of Survivor, it was Survivor. Please. I believe it was Survivor South Pacific, but I could be wrong. The reward challenge, if you won, was you got to watch a screening of Jack and Jill, and <laughs> oh, <laughs> and this is a true story. One, the person who won that season came out and revealed this halfway through the movie, they said, can we go back to camp? This sucks. <laughs> I'd rather
2: be in the cold <laughs> and wet than have to keep watching Jack and Jill
3: they play and a movie-safe environment. They hated it. At a certain point, what happened was because they were getting restless and they were getting ready to leave. And so a PA all told them to, like, all right, on the count of three, you will laugh. On the count of three, you will react this way. So all the reactions to Jack and Jill in that episode is all fake. It's all reactions to a PA telling them how they should react to this movie they're quote-unquote watching. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, I love that. That's a, I can't uh, believe you haven't told me that uh, sooner. That's fucking... <laughs>
3: gorgeous oh my it's my favorite story sophie clark was the winner of that season she's the one who told that story and uh the right person won oh, that season God. it's great
0: uh oh man God. that's fucking beautiful it's... uh since we're since we've mentioned all his other directorial efforts i just want to uh lay down the full rob letterman uh filmography yes please uh two, thousand four yeah, two thousand four. He directed Shark Tale, which okay, which doesn't feel like his fault. Uh two thousand nine, <laughs> he does Monsters vs. Aliens, which is kind of a secretly dope little movie. Not like better not than a, it has
2: any right to be.
0: Yeah, not not an all time great by any stretch of the imagination, but like as a fucking DreamWorks fifties B sci fi movie homage. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good little flick. And then it's uh, Gulliver's as, Travels. As one of the
2: few movies that DreamWorks actually had to come up with themselves. Right. An original instead of adapting property. an obscure property.
0: Sure. And uh, and then Gulliver's Travels, Goosebumps, Detective Pikachu and that's that's all we've gotten so far. But a remarkably strong kids' filmography. Absolutely. I think. Yeah. On the whole I think Preparation H feels good. <laughs> On the whole a, a good um uh uh filmography even though shark tale has become like a shrek level internet meme at this
2: point i don't know if it's well no except except like shrek there's a weird like irony that you can like get from it because shrek is itself a sort of irony poisoned story absolutely but shark tale is wholly sincere to its own detriment This is also a
0: remarkably Jack Black-centric career.
2: Yeah. Three out of five movies feature Jack um, Black. We're we're getting David Linklater levels of collaboration. (laughs)
0: Richard Linklater? But yeah, I guess... uh, um, What did I say? David? Yeah, you said David... I think you were thinking Letterman. David (laughs) Um, Letterman. (laughs) uh, Yeah, but David... Richard Linklater. David Linklater. You know what? Two directors who get the best out of Jack Black... Ron Letterman and uh, Richard Linklater. Because Richard Linklater did both School of Rock and Bernie, which are the two best Jack Black performances? You know, and that
3: movie wasn't nominated for Best Picture, but if it was, Bernie would have (laughs) won.
2: I hate you. I wish...
0: Hate this. Uh, no, good joke.
3: Good
0: joke. Um, uh, I'm good to call a podcast
3: the hell we, there. I mean, I'm not going to get any better. <laughs> I'm not going yeah, <laughs> to. That was
0: that was very good. Uh, but so all the garden gnomes show up,
3: and
2: I yeah no this it's is, garden gnomes, and then is, the giant the bug. Shit. So you are the little, little monsters to one big yeah, monster yes. to one human shaped monster, yes. which yeah, is the, the werewolf the gnomes,
0: of fever swamp. Yes, the gnomes are a great. Uh, subset of uh, horror movie villainy. They're a bunch of little skittery guys, little bastards, you know, or yeah. real the gremlins. Yeah, they're gremlins. They're critters, ghoulies, goolies. critters. They're, little, they're Chucky yeah.
3: dolls. They're little bastards. Yeah, yeah it's uh, they're, they're little bastards.
0: Yeah. And uh, uh, I actually find little bastards way more upsetting than like a giant praying mantis. Absolutely. It's the little bastards yeah. that I I find just just horrifying. Uh, and they are of course temporarily dispatched by R.L. Stein's <laughs> basement full of bear traps.
3: <laughs> uh, he knew that would be, he He was. Uh, precautions. For he knew the, the monsters, monsters might out. Done get yeah. out. It's. Uh... He knew they might get out. Yeah, it's all. It all works out. Um. Yeah. They they escape the uh, the garden gnomes. Uh. The 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 police. Uh. Get frozen by aliens with free freeze rays. They show up and Slappy's there. Uh, and he sends some aliens in, and they freeze them. Slappy They freeze everybody. They freeze everybody.
0: Slappy, Slappy's doing this bit where he's wearing a little police hat, and at one point, he freezes someone. I think it's Jillian Bell, and he says, You have the right to remain silent. I was like, "Oh, he just did the line."
2: I thought I thought he would put a little slappy spin on it. No, or it you wasn't. Have the right to remain it it was it still technically a joke because she can't talk anymore. Yeah, but like, but it just, is, it's not quite the joke
3: you would think. He, he just would just say, says, like says it thing. has the inflection of a joke. The the right to remain to frozen or something. and yeah. sir. Right. <laughs> the right yeah. to remain frigid. Yes. I, yeah. Any any of those, but he
0: just says silent. And that, all, that honestly got like a laugh out of me. Of like, oh, he just said the, the thing. The obvious choice would have been
3: the obvious choice would have been for him to say freeze, but you know, freeze. Yeah. Uh, he's, Stop in the
0: name of the law. Yeah,
3: but he says, "You have the right to remain silent." It's a great non-joke. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a fun. Night. So, like at at this point, it's revealed that like so earlier in the movie, it says that like. There's a little very understated kind of thing uh, in this movie where, like, R.L. Stein has this chip on his shoulder where he thinks everyone thinks he's a hack, and, like, he gets very upset when being compared to Stephen King earlier. He talks about how much—how well his books have done internationally, like, how much they've sold— And earlier in the movie... I mean, this movie was produced by Scholastic, so... But earlier
2: in the... They gotta get that product placement in there. Of course. But I'm glad that R.L. Stein had,
0: like, a sense of humor about it. That he... I assume... You know, he's in the movie. Mm -hmm. I assume he had some level of oversee and approval. And he's not afraid to let the R.L. Stein character be kind of a buffoon. Like, Mm -hmm. they still... The movie is still, like, very clear, like... He is a
3: skilled writer. Like yes. he his words are so real that the monsters leap from the very page. Well, they do this they do this thing earlier in the movie where R. L Stein leads Zach and Hannah and everyone else the audience to believe that like it is because he's such a skilled writer, but then later on they call him on it and he's like Well, I'm a skilled writer, but also I have a magic typewriter.
0: <laughs> also I have a magic typewriter. So like um. it's
3: it's a very great little understated thing where like He's got that typical artist chip on his shoulder, uh, mm. and it's, it's a nice little
0: touch. And, right, and then he like has to write the final manuscript in a theater where they're putting on a high school theater production of The Shining, which sounds like the worst play of all time.
2: Like, that seems I, so bad. I, I mean, I don't know. Apparently, a high school did a really, really good staging of Alien really yeah to i, the point, I saw, like, like a new Sigurney jersey Weaver high showed up yeah um i
0: i also heard about that and it seemed it seemed dope i guess it's not outside the realm of possibility
2: like if anything the shining is an easier movie to stage it's yeah but like it's a
3: bad choice for God. a high school because it requires three or four characters and for a high school you want like you want to invite as many people to you know you want to do a big musical you want to well, no, yeah, because you have to pack
2: in all the students you can so you can justify the theater budget exactly. you're getting. A better choice would have yeah, been for them to do
3: you... Dr. Sleep.
2: <laughs> right. A better choice would have been to do, like,
0: The Mist. Yes. But The Mist maybe doesn't have the same yeah. cultural carte blanche as... as right. Uh, cultural cachet, not carte blanche, uh, as The Shining. The Shining has a lot of... That's why they the
3: should have done The Stand. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, they should have done the Dark uh, Tower. Honestly, this high school should have done the Green Mile. You know, they should have ended this production <laughs> of a, <laughs> one of the students getting in the putting, getting put in the electric chair. You know,
2: uh, yeah, one of the students. See, the just Green like, Ma- Someone has to have done a theater production of the Green oh, Mile. Sure. like that sounds very easy to stage. Oh, I'm sure. The
0: the Cajun student like throwing shit in <laughs> <at> their classmate. <laughs> uh,
3: all Green Mile, weird movie. Also, uh, y'all, uh, it didn't get seen very much, but doc- the Dr. Sleep movie is absolutely incredible. Uh, I heard oh, it was very, very good. I heard it was really good. Watch the, watch the director's cut. Uh, that movie sure. feels like a novel reads. It's so great. I loved Ooh. that movie. Um, That's got uh, Ewan McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson.
0: Yes. Uh, you know, good, yes. Cast, uh, good cast,
3: Incredible movie. But anyway... Um, So they have to get this magic typewriter from uh, from Arlstein. They keep it in a trophy case at the school because Arlstein is like one of their students are proud of.
0: Yeah, it's the hometown hero. The the the, the typewriters in the trophy case, you know, uh, mostly so that the climax of the movie can take place at the
3: school. Yes, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, Like (laughs) on their way to the school, they uh, they're attacked by the giant praying mantis. Their car gets overturned in a supermarket parking lot. Uh, they go inside the supermarket and they encounter the werewolf of Fever Swamp. And the werewolf ends up getting hit in the parking lot by the aunt uh, Jillian Bell. Yeah,
2: who and right. also just a shadow. The werewolf has my f- I think my favorite detail on a werewolf design, in that he has sneakers but they're torn by his huge legs, so they're just, like, around his shins. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. the sneakers are good, and he's wearing, like, basketball. If I remember that book, that's one of the few Goosebumps... i read quite a number of Goosebumps books. I don't remember them all explicitly well, but Werewolf of Fever Swamp was one of my favorites. I think the basketball shorts was a detail of that character. It makes sense. Uh, uh,
3: They're like the Incredible Hulk's pants designed by uh, Mr. Fantastic. They stretch and grow bigger with him as he transforms. It works.
0: Unstable molecules, yeah. of course, of course. That's the greatest... Okay, while we're talking about, like, little universe cheats, just like Stan Lee in the 60s just saying, like, I don't know, unstable molecules, and that Literally justifies... through through a Coke haze, just
2: saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's one of the most beautifully simplistic ways to justify almost anything you could want to do is just like unstable molecules that sounds good unstable molecules and then you can get away with whatever you want yep. uh i just Radiation. i like those it's you people overestimate or underestimate simplicity Simplicity, like just some find a find a key phrase something small something easy and then you don't have to worry about these things ever again
3: anyway absolutely no it's great and that's another thing that people were like: How do his pants stay on? It's like, just watch the fucking thing. Just turn your brain because off. Because they're
0: books for they're books for babies. Yes. You can't show his wiener, yes. so his pants get big. That's why you don't see the Incredible Hulk's dong. <laughs> we you can't. Idiot. We
2: can't get that hog. Yeah. We just can't. Yeah,
0: we 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 can't. The Comics Code Authority will not approve the hog, so his pants get big. Why is he wearing? Why he's wearing blue pants when he's not the Hulk, but they're purple when he's the Hulk. I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> like I don't. I don't
3: because know. purple Eat and green dick. are visually pleasing. That's why. That's the literal reason. why. Yeah,
0: they're complementary colors, motherfucker. Yes. Uh, it's comics color rules, right? The good guys are blue, white, and red. The bad guys are yellow, green, and purple.
3: I, fuck you. Like Alex. I don't know. What to <laughs> um. So. They, uh, after they escape from the, uh, the werewolf and the aunt helps them, they, they escape through a cemetery, uh, Zach and Hannah, uh, share a moment, I keep wanting to say Zach Anner, who's a YouTuber, a very funny YouTuber, but anyway, uh, Zach and Hannah, Zach and Cody, uh, Zach and Cody, the sweet life of (laughs) Zach and Cody, Zach and Hannah almost, they, they share a moment, and they almost kiss, but then she starts glowing, uh, and that's whenever it's revealed, like, oh, she's a Stein creation, too much, so much so that mm-hmm. like, when they're looking at the books, uh, earlier in the movie, one of the books that they that the camera lingers on is the ghoul next door. That's the book she's from. Like, the the movie has a a tiny little breadcrumb for you to follow and and realize this before. But the the movie tells you, oh yeah, she's she's a ghost, and so now all obviously Zach is conflicted because she's a she's a creation. Um. I can't kiss a ghost I can't kiss a ghost. Also, um, <laughs> this has to be a privately owned cemetery, or else they would not be able, allowed to film there. I learned that from Pat Turtles. Uh, so mm. Arl Stein uh, he goes to write on the the set of the shining high school play, and the kids go to warn the students at a at a dance, uh, where they're playing uh, I was just about to say they're playing Heads Will Roll by the AAS, but that might be Halloween 2018. I watch these movies back to back. No,
2: no, no, they do play Heads Will (laughs) Roll. Okay,
3: all right. Both movies feature a high school dance uh, and where everything gets disrupted, uh, and I watch them one after the other, so I get confused. Um, Sure. uh, One after another being one day, and then the next day.
0: The song you would play during a Alice in Wonderland Red Queen-themed burlesque show, Heads Will Roll.
2: Yes. Uh, the 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 theme song to Kate McKinnon's uh, Evil Queen themed audio drama. <laughs> yes. Well, like available on Audible. these dumb, It has to
3: be these dumb kids won't be you know listening to Monster Mash. I didn't write this movie. If I had it my way, it would just they be won't different they won't bump and grind to it. That's for no certain. no not at all. They go to warn the students of the dance. The kids don't. The kids of the dance don't believe them. Uh, don't believe them. Until one of them gets eaten by a giant praying mantis, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a real deal. Uh, There's
1: this
0: great moment where <laughs> where they get up on stage. Apparently, this is also like an homage to one of the books, where like they get up on stage at the dance. And they're like, the monsters are coming. We have to, da, da, da. and everyone's like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and in the Goosebumps book, they're like, eh, well, if you can't beat them, join them. And then they join the dance. But like in this movie, they cut this guy. Who's was up on the bleachers? He's like, Yeah, there's a big, like, butthole. It's you know, our cars. <laughs> and everyone's like, ha, ha 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 ha. And then he's like, Oh shit, there's a big Pring Manus. And they're like, The joke's getting old, dude.
2: And then and he, gets he, like, like almost dies. Yeah, he almost. Like, he is implied murdered until it's, like, confirmed he wasn't.
0: Yeah, which is, it's a weird cut where it's, like, RL Stein comes into the classroom and says like your teacher was injured by the by the creatures and then we cut to this guy. So the visual language of cinema says that this fucking kid is the teacher of the English class.
2: Yeah.
3: That's what the language of cinema would denote. I was confused by that because Whenever they... You know, at the end of the movie, whenever things, everything's resolved and it shows, like, the, everyone back at school, I'm like, they're all very chipper despite the fact that one of their teachers died and then it shows that kid and he's wearing, like, the comical oversized, like, headgear and, like, the full body cast. Yeah. And he's sitting in a class. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, he, he he lived. It's, uh... And he's... He lived and he's a student. Okay, gotcha. But, uh, yeah, there, there is, a slight disconnect there. At one point, uh, Slappy breaks... Stein's fingers, so he can't continue to type on the uh, typewriter, uh, mm-hmm. and so I can't recall exactly how it happens. But then, Stein hops in a school bus and drives uh, away because, like the authors, because the characters are looking, the monsters are looking for him because he has the power to stop them. Uh, but he lures the book monsters away while the other main, while the main kids, Champ. Zach and Hannah all head to the abandoned carnival from earlier in the movie, um, uh, and the school bus. Uh, there's a there's a dummy school bus, and the school bus that the monsters think Earl Stein is in explodes, and that like that like burns majority of the monsters to a crisp. But Slappy's still there. There's a hand. I think the snowman's still there. There's a handful that are still pursuing the kids. Um, and they, they get reborn. Like, their ink reassembles. That's right, and they, yes. And
2: it it they, just destabilizes in it. the ink form.
3: Got, that's right. The, it gives our heroes time. Yes. Uh, the the kids head to the top. Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, before that, Slappy sets the blob that ate everything. Uh, he sets that free. And R.L. Stein gets trapped in that blob. Uh, so the kids head to the top of the Ferris wheel... Uh, and they have the magic typewriter, and they finish the uh, the story. They type out everything. But Zack is reluctant uh, to finish the book because then he knows Hannah will disappear, and he's fallen in love with Hannah. Mm-hmm. And the movie does a very cool thing, which it quickly destroys, where Zack, as we mentioned earlier, like, his father passed away. At a certain point, Zack learns to let go of the people he loves, and he realizes that the people you love, like sometimes you have to let them go. Uh, and mm-hmm. he accepts, like he symbolically accepts his father's death, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment. Uh, and he he finishes the story and lets go. Uh, and with that, Hannah is gone. the 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 story is resolved. Uh, R.L. Stein gets a job teaching writing at the at the high school. That's where we learned the kid. Yeah, he, he,
2: he's the new English. He's the teacher. English teacher.
3: There's cool. a there's a cameo where he runs into the real life R.L. Stein, and he says, "Mr. Black," and R.L. Stein says, "Mr. Stein." Very cute,
0: haha! Ha. Cute, cute, um, uh, and and he and Aunt Lorraine have become like a couple. Yes. They blow kisses to each other.
3: Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I, it, I'm, it, I'm they're poor. both hot. It's great. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he gets a job as a writing teacher. Uh, but and this is where this is the this is the mistake I think the movie makes. This is the mistake I think that makes the, that the movie makes that keeps it from being a perfect movie. and just makes it like a great movie. Uh, R.L. Stein writes Hannah back into existence, and it's that dumb thing that I hate in 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 most movies. Not I was gonna say kids movies, but like Star Trek Into Darkness does this. Uh, the Beavis does this. We're just like stakes aren't important. Uh, they do it in Scoob. Uh, you learn to accept the loss of someone, and then five minutes later they're back on screen. Nothing happened.
0: And like, and we've we've said this multiple times on the show, right? and I i I'm not saying that every kid's movie should end in uh, Groot being dead or mm-hmm. Shaggy being trapped in the Greek underworld, or you know it, it, uh, kids movies don't have to end with loss, but don't put it there yes. And yeah. then walk in a movie back that is explicitly about dealing with loss, yes, right. That like Zach's story is about processing the loss of his father, mm-hmm. and 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 learning to move on from the people that he's lost. And if R.L. Stein has an arc in this movie, it's. A similar arc, or 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 learning to like live with himself and like manage yeah. his creativity in relation to living outside of his stories and rejoining society. Yeah, it's
2: learning to face reality that he's it's not, not going to be a hermit that moves town to, to town cope and just
0: be right to stop moving from town to town with your ghost daughter and just find a real person, yeah. form a real relationship, and deal with reality and don't and and then these two have found each other as a way to like help heal their own personal wounds in this like unlikely friendship mm-hmm. and again I'm not saying that like every movie has to be my girl but don't don't put it there and then not follow through on it
3: yes if if mm-hmm. it, it's don't don't introduce a concept that you can't like lean, that you can't fully commit to um like when i
0: saw logan in theaters and oh and, yes spoilers for logan spoilers for logan at the end of that movie wolverine dies mm-hmm. and it's the full culmination of not only that movie but that character's arc across 20 years of movie making and and like he has rebirthed the X-Men, the only thing that's ever meant anything to him, and given his daughter a life to live so that he can die and know that the good work will continue. And at the end of that movie, when we cut to black, a woman in my audience says out loud to everyone, I thought he was gonna bust out of them rocks. And (laughs) And unfortunate, and Logan, to its credit, he does not bust out of them rocks. <laughs> but so many busted other no rocks. But so many other movies,
3: they do bust out of them yes. rocks. Uh, yep. I mentioned Beavis earlier, in like. The last shot of Beavis is Batman. Batman ver- versus Superman. Me. For anyone who's not into our excuse me, <laughs> our, our Car- uh, Batman, Booperman, Superman. Thank you. But Thank the you. last shot of that movie is the dirt on Superman's grave starting to rise off the grave. So immediately, it's like stakes are important. Like uh, I mentioned, Star Star Trek in the Darkness earlier. Captain Kirk dies in that movie, and. Two minutes later, he's back, and everything's fine.
0: Like Right, as opposed to, like, the search for Spock, yes. where let's take a whole movie yes. to bring this character back. It's the difference uh-huh. between Logan and X-Men Origins Wolverine, where <laughs> Logan stays dead, but there is a <laughs> post credit scene where Deadpool, <laughs> his hand crawls over to his head, and he goes, shh. And that is the difference between the two. It's, yeah, it's just. And most movies are X-Men Origins Wolverine, <laughs> but more movies should commit to being X-Men.
3: And Logan. it's just like, I don't want to, I don't want to say that, like, how do I put this? How do I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to put this without sounding like an old boomer. But like, part of what makes um that that scene, and you know exactly what scene I'm going to be talking about, that scene and never-ending story work the way it does is that like, the horse doesn't come back, <laughs> you know. Like, and I'm not saying that every kids' movie ever has to be this funeral march where kids learn that everything they love is gonna die. I'm not saying that, but like, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to co- to commit. Uh, the Pokemon movie, the first Pokemon movie, not the Rob Letterman Detective Pikachu Pokemon movie, but the first one, like yeah, Pokemon the movie. Yeah, Pokemon the movie, the first movie. Uh, they learn like how important and how sacred life is and how like immoral these clones are and it's it's a very it's a very big lesson, lesson for a kid's movie. And then as they're leaving you hear Mewtwo saying, I have wiped their minds from this event. So their memory
0: They have learned nothing they, they've learned
3: nothing. <laughs> so they go right back to being fucking shitheads and not preserving Yeah they go they go back to their blood sport. As opposed to the end of Detective
0: Pikachu, where Mewtwo says, "Mewtwo can, of course, switch the minds of Pokémons and humans if the Pokémon are in an agitated state," <laughs> which is <laughs> great, great, one of the great lines of cinema.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just rewatched uh, Sir, Detective Pikachu. Sir Bill Nighy,
0: a beautiful just to watch oh. a movie where Bill Nighy has to say Pikachu, <laughs> or or even more so ken watanabe who has to like who yeah. who gives an
3: incredible
0: performance your like, father
1: loves your that pikachu your father loves that pikachu it was
0: his partner <laughs> and i was like this is the best movie i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> i think i just rewatched it as a reappraisal on on the old living room exercise bag holds up still good I think I might still have fun. I might
3: have said this in a previous movies for babies or a different podcast I can't recall but there was a period of time during the year 2019 where I was like am I really going to come out of the year 2019 with having detective pikachu as my favorite movie this year cuz it went that movie was my favorite movie of 2019 for like 6 months 7 months and then you know eventually like once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. Man Who Killed Don Quixote came out. Last Black Man in San Francisco came out. But I was like...
2: Thankfully seeing I'm like, you. really? Parasite, Jojo Rabbit,
3: yeah.
0: Knives Out. I was but, like, But really? for a while.
3: <laughs> I really was... I don't want to say afraid, but I'm like... Am I a bad movie fan if I come out of the year 2019 saying Detective Pikachu is my favorite movie? Uh,
2: well, no, no, no. You'd be like Quentin Tarantino... Who like you know saw five movies in 2010, and his favorite, and his favorite was The Lone Ranger.
0: <laughs> right. I I love the thing I love about film directors' top ten of the year lists when those come out is that there is always some wild ass shit on there because most actual directors don't have the distinction between high art and low art mm-hmm. that movie watchers do. So, so Chris Nolan will be like, yeah, Unstoppable. The movie about a fast train <laughs> is one of the 10 best movies of the year. It's so well cut together. It's so well assembled and done. And it's so thrilling.
3: One of the 10 best movies of the year where like Richard Roper would never. <laughs> well, and also too, like so much, so many of these directors are like they work, so they don't have time to mm-hmm. watch movies. So like, Uh, we were talking about David Lynch earlier, Uh, like, before Twin Peaks The Return came out, they're like, what was your favorite movie that came out last year? And he had nothing, because he hadn't watched any movies, but he said that he really enjoyed watching a show where they rebuilt and reupholstered cars. (laughs) Yes! Yes, You know, like... (laughs) yes. Whenever you make things, whenever you're as busy as a Christopher Nolan is, can you imagine the pre-production on, like, Dunkirk... Like when you have time to watch a movie, you
0: know, <laughs> right? Like Nolan, Nolan has two kids that he like loves. Like when Nolan's not working on a movie, you cannot call him. You cannot find him because he's spending time with his with his children and with his wife. And so, like, if Chris Nolan gets a sitter to go see Jurassic World, like it's gonna be weighted differently mm-hmm. because it's not his job to go see
3: movies. Mm-hmm. I uh I, I enjoy it whenever I hear that like Chris Nolan loves Unstoppable or <laughs> Quentin Tarantino loved uh the second and third Matrix movies or whatever. It was like <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. But yeah, like uh back to Goosebumps. Uh I think this movie is really, really, really great. But I just as I say that one thing just like not that I'm like a sick monster who thinks that Hannah should be gone from the universe, but it's like the the movie could have been very meaningful, you know. And like I don't know, there's our, poor kids; they have to go through so much shit they're not equipped for, you know. And like this movie could have mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. very helpful to some some kids in unfortunate circumstances, but because they 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 try for a crowd pleasing ending, uh, and it doesn't. It it's to the detriment of the movie, uh, but apart from that, like yes. as Kevin said, this was a gentleman seven out of ten, and I and I think that's I don't tr- I don't tr- traditionally do like numbers attached to movies, but if I were to do that, I would say that's totally accurate seven maybe even seven point five. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, just like. Was soup the only problem I had with the movie this time, apart from that thing I just mentioned earlier, was just like I was fucking tired. You know, but that's not the movie's fault. You know. Oh <laughs> so like uh, <laughs> right. super enjoyable movie. Would love to watch it again next year, you know, like it's a great movie. Absolutely.
0: It's going on Darn the Halloween rotation
3: for me. Absolutely. 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 Yes. Uh there's You love to see it. Yeah, it's uh Um
0: okay. if we're if we're ranking you know, we, we don't do official rankings at the end of every movies for babies, but this one is like, it's not as good as the Muppet movie, but it's the easy no. second place based on what we've covered oh, so yeah, far. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It, it's it got some competition coming up, but, because uh, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox, I cannot wait to answer the question... Does Wes Anderson think this is for kids? <laughs> is he under the impression that kids will like this? Yeah, there's... Uh... Does
2: do, does he make anything for anyone but himself? Uh, he made Grand Theft
0: Hotel for me, I think. Mm. Uh, but any, uh, any other movie, I can't answer. He might have made
3: Darjeeling Limited for me, because apparently I'm the only person who likes that one. But I will say, like, yeah, so next month we're doing Fantastic Mr. Fox, because... The only other Thanksgiving. There's only one Thanksgiving movie I can think of, and that's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And we said we were going to be doing good movies for the rest of the year.
2: Uh cha cha. And uh, that movie has one good scene, and it's the one scene everybody knows. That movie. And it's my the friends only thing like that me. got it in our rating. That
3: movie is. The thing that separates that movie from being. That separates that movie from bad and good is movie's got the worst score you'll ever hear in any single movie ever <laughs> that movie is that the score is just nails on a chalk like anytime you feel any kind of enjoyment that score kicks in and you're like fuck this movie i hate that score
0: here's my here's my quibble with uh plain strange which i think is fine i think it's nice if yeah. if someone put that on i wouldn't i wouldn't protest but that that incredible scene it's with john, john hughes
2: at his most capable not good, sure. but he's doing what you pay John Hughes to do. Yeah, most capable. It's not as good as The Breakfast Club, but...
0: yeah, The Breakfast Club is like the pinnacle of what that man is capable of. That and uh, Home Alone. Uh, but... Uh, 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 pleasures and Automobiles. That, that incredible scene where John Candy is like, I like me. My friends like me. I'm happy with me. That should be your break from the second act into the third act. But it happens... 20 minutes into the movie yeah it's just like the most baffling placement of that scene
2: it oh, oh yeah the me. structure of that movie is a mess yeah
0: it that it should be a movie of of steve martin razzling this dude until he's finally like i i'm happy leave me alone and, but it happens at the beginning of the movie it's, i don't know. i i agree with that
3: uh yeah John Hughes once took a road trip with John Candy and a bunch of dumb kids, and he built his entire career around that one experience. (laughs) But uh, I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is most definitely a fall movie. And considering there's a scene where they all eat dinner together, I think it's a Thanksgiving movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie now. Uh, So I'm really, really excited to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox because it's, uh, it's... as 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 you said uh it, it's Goosebumps has some strong competition with Fantastic Mr Fox but maybe even Nah, mate I don't know I don't know if I had, it'll be interesting it'll be, to it'll, to yes. talk about I've already I've already watched that
0: movie once this year and I will watch it again <laughs> gladly here we go baby oh, yeah. <laughs> uh
3: yeah well um I can't think of anything else other than check out Goosebumps it's a good movie
0: yeah check out go- treat. it's a treat solid all rent 4$ yeah Rent Goosebumps, uh, crack open or a Or your Bia. local library. Yeah, or go to your local library uh, if they are open and, and servicing currently. And, you know, make
3: yourself some popped corn, crack open a cold one. You'll have a good time. That's a good time at the movie. I rented Goosebumps in Halloween 2018. My wife got Karate Kid Part 2, and we paid like $5 for all 3. And uh we did hell, we we hell got yes. our money's worth. Absolutely. Got our money's worth and more. So uh yeah, check out Goosebumps. 100%. Hundo P. Uh and uh we'll be back
0: next time. Uh but uh this has been your movies for babies for October.
3: If you're in America, uh please vote and uh vote for Biden. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> vote for Biden. Absolutely. I mean, he's I'm, and a merry spooktober he to sucks. you all. I'm I don't not, wanna fucking do it, but I'm going to. Like just I'm not super happy about it either everyone, but I'm going to do it. And so should it's you. It's like vote for Biden the same way like you got to get your <laughs> prostate checked. Like it's gonna suck, but you got to do it. So just do it. You got to do it. You
0: gotta, sometimes you have to sit in the mechanics for three hours because the oil needs to get yeah. changed. And it just gotta get, it just gotta get changed But you sometimes. gotta
3: do the oil change now before it becomes a bigger problem in the future. And that's what voting for Biden is. You gotta do it now before there's a bigger problem in the future. You gotta get your prostate checked now before you have colon cancer. Just like.
2: Bangs for listening, oh. folks. <laughs> See you next Fright! Oh!
0: Very good. Justin, are you auditioning to be the Crypt Keeper?
2: (laughs) No, I just want to stop talking about Joe Biden in this feel-good Halloween special.